and welcome to my new podcast show. I'm so excited. And I'm also going to tell you now, by the way, I'm Nikki Allen, of course, but I'm also a fairy godmother. Do you know why I'm a fairy godmother? Because I have listened to my beautiful followers on YouTube, TikTok and all the other channels have been saying to me, Nikki, we want to hear more. I'm thinking more. You want to hear more of what I've got to say? And they're saying, yes. So here it is. I am here literally to give you every possible thing you need to know on the metaphysical, the spiritual, the paranormal, tarot cards, angels, extraterrestrials, you name it, whatever's out of this world, I'm going to be talking about later on. Hopefully in the shows, we'll have some guests as well. But for the time being, let's just have me and you have a little chat, shall we? little earphones in and listen to me I'm loving this do you know why because I feel restricted I'm not gonna lie I feel restricted on YouTube because I think oh perhaps I'm talking too much but then you say no we want to hear more so I'm just gonna go with it and tell you everything that I can possibly share with you that's gonna help you now I need to introduce myself because some of you may not know me if you've come across this and not even seen who I am anywhere else by the way where have you been I am a naturally born psychic medium. I come from many generations of mediums before me. My granddad, in fact, was one of the last of the legacy of the seventh sons of the seventh son portals, which we'll talk about in another program another time. And I remember when I was most probably, what, about four or five years old, I remember standing at the bottom of my stairs in dream state, of course, I was dreaming this, and seeing this ebbing big white light sometimes changing color realizing that there was some sort of portal or some sort of other world behind it a bit like the line the witch in the wardrobe but i knew that i couldn't go through it i know what happened if i did go through it i must wouldn't be here anyway i used to see that and then i used to sometimes feel that i was being drawn towards that light and i realized later on that i actually was encountering a portal to heaven or the spirit world and i kind of thought everybody could do this i used to visit family members and then tell my mum that they were ill or something was going on in the house and it would prove true which again i thought everybody could do I think the big break for me was when I realised I was very, very different was when my dad died in a road accident when I was nine years old. And I remember on the second day, which has turned out to be very relevant. Again, I'll share that with you later. But after two days, I was walking my dog with my auntie and all the family are at home, obviously grieving. It was a massive shock. He was 38 years old. and It was like, whoa, what's just happened? Because he was a life and soul of the party, a bit like me. And I just walked along and suddenly he pulled up in his car next to me and said, it's okay, Nikki. I'm fine. Don't worry. And I'm like, oh, hell no, that's not going to be happening. So I'm running back with the dog, my auntie flapping behind me, running to my mum thinking, hang on a minute. You just said daddy's dead. I've just seen him. I was raging. So I walked into obviously both sides of the family there and started shouting and screaming at my mum how she could tell such a big fat fib. Um, And that was when my dad's dad, Fred, my granddad, pulled me aside and said, look, you're going to see things that a lot of people can't. You might see spirit people and daddy is in heaven, but you can see him now. You can see his spirit and you may see angels. You may see all sorts of things, he said, but just never show fear. It's a very special gift you've got. So I kind of thought, okay. Following that, there was a lot of trauma in my life, which I don't really want to go into because I'll be giving you all my spoilers for my book. What's the point of that? I need you to buy the book. Joking. But I do I do want to just go into a bit of how I got to where I am now. 
Um, I ended up being a police officer. Yeah, yeah. Me, a police officer, shocker. Um, but I loved it. I was a family liaison officer, bereavement trained detective most of my career, um, which, again, I've got some amazing stories of me being a psychic detective. <gasps> All these shows I'm going to be doing for you. You are just so, so spoiled. Uh, so during that time, um, I ended up getting an injury on duty and getting medically retired. And again, this explains my book number two that I've done, uh, because I then ended up having my house haunted um, very, very prolifically, um, including crying babies and God knows what. And eventually I was forced into becoming a medium, a full time psychic medium. This then led to TV shows, radio shows, paranormal investigation shows, me traveling around Europe, um, doing global readings all over the world. I basically became the top of my tree in my industry, working with um, names that you almost probably know, Colin Fry, Derek Okora, bloody bloody bar. Um, I was very proud of myself. I'd literally grown in a very, very short time into a highly acclaimed psychic medium. And then that's when the angels came along. Um, I started connecting with the angels very, very much so around the time I actually did the angel show with Gloria Hannaford. Um, and they're, again, a solid in my life, just as much as the spirit world is as well. Um, during this time, I just had the best time ever helping people and it, almost extending my life as a bereavement trained officer. You know, I was kind of doing spiritual counselling on the other side of things rather than, you know, visiting murder victim families and helping them from there. So it's kind of like an extended spiritual counselling support system I was doing. And I loved every minute of it. But you know what? Just don't even go there. If you don't even know me or don't know my story, you'd be like, really? Because then I had a road accident. Yes, some young girl decided to just slap bang straight into me. And I ended up um, with a condition called ME and fibromyalgia. ME, for those across the pond, is chronic fatigue syndrome, which absolutely floored me for five years. That's the other book. Just saying. And I ended up having to change and adapt after losing my faith and being in a dark abyss of hell. I got dragged back out by the angels, my spirit guides and my spirit family back to a sense of norm. Again, you know, my story is all in all in these pages that I've written in my book. So if you're interested, have a little look at my website. However, I thought, what am I going to do now? Because being a spiritual ambassador, which I know I am, I've been told that my whole life from my guides, my family and spirit. And I thought it's like a drug. It's the only way I can describe it. It's like a drug. You have to help. You have to keep pushing and pushing to bring spiritual acknowledgement, enlightenment, psychic development, help, everything to humanity, especially now. Look at what's happened. We've had COVID, you know, the whole system of money, banking, politicians. It's just all going into a massive crush of what the hell is happening to humanity and the planet? Um, and I know, but I'll, again, put that in another program. But what's happening is, is that I thought I still need to give. I need to let people know I'm here. I need to let them know that their grief um, can be eased. I need to give them spiritual awareness, let them know that angels help them. And I just couldn't stop having to, to reach you. And so that's where the angel realm spirit world decided that I should go and do things like YouTube and TikTok. 
suddenly was thrown into the world of virtuality and having to do social media, which, oh my goodness, was a wake-up call, I tell you, because I didn't have a blinking clue about any of it. So I ended up having to do that. Obviously, as you've heard me referring to my books, I decided to write so I thought at least I can reach people because most of the time I was really fatigued. And I just... I just couldn't go and do my tours. I couldn't go and do my shows. So that's basically what has happened in my life. And I've been rushing along, talking at speed, letting you know about me. But it's been a really magical time. The biggest thing that I've learned through all of my trials and tribulations is, is that I've never, ever been alone. And as I mentioned earlier, with the world as it is, with the crisis of all these people not being able to afford to live, I don't know what it's like everywhere else, but in the UK, it's a massive thing. People are kind of going into this, where do I go from here? I feel I'm being controlled. I feel like I'm a sheep. I feel like I haven't got anything going about me or anything to actually cope with grieving, anything to cope with loss. And I kind of sense that. As a psychic, we sense spikes in the world. We sense when things aren't right. We sense when there's angst in the in the ether, if you like. And there is a massive feeling of that. And so one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast as well is to have more time to talk to you, to educate you and let you know that you really aren't alone. The problem with that is, and I found this when I'm five years in bed with the chronic fatigue that I had and my fibromyalgia, was that I decided to click off. I decided to turn off from the spirit world. I decided to tell them to just go do one. Oh, yes, it was a lot more colourful. It was a lot more colourful, I can tell you that. <laughs> but <laughs> you'll learn. I do have a bit of colourful language, but I'll try and behave. I will try and behave. And I learned that through them, they were the ones, they were the ones that pushed and pushed and pushed. I told them to go do one because I thought, how could you possibly give me a back injury, med medically retire me from the police and now give me a road accident where I'm laying in bed for five years. And at the time, the prognosis was I would never get better. I'd never be out of a wheelchair. You know, you basically got this and there's damage in words that humans say to each other. And so my brain kind of said, right, well, you're going to rot here. So what should we do next? Suicide or try and survive? That was literally it. That was literally where I was. And the crisis moment must have been spiked up to the spirit world because they came down in their droves, physically showing themselves to me. The seraphim angels, or oh, we'll talk about angels another time. But they all came down and I knew they were there. Because obviously part of me is thinking it's the drug thumb on <laughs> all of these prescription drugs, it's them. But then my two babies, Mia and Teddy at the time, they were watching, my two fur babies were watching where they manifested and they were barking and reacting to them. So I knew that I really was getting visitation from above. They obviously knew that I had something to do down here to help humankind. So they dragged me kicking and screaming back into the reality that I am in now free of demons, totally, totally knowing that I am never, ever alone. And so sometimes on the bad days when I'm not perhaps recording on TikTok or recording on here or doing my thing, I really do realise how much I appreciate the world, how grateful I am for it. And on the bad days, I lay here. And when I used to be in the space before, 
I used to resent it. I used to hate it. And I, and I let my world crash around me. But now I see the positives in everything. I see that every time I talk up to the spirit world, to the angel realms, I know they hear. I see the signs. I see the synchronicity. And I live in that love and that energy. So I'm now back almost like I was as a child, actually. I walk two worlds all of the time. I don't think, to be honest with you, there is an hour that goes by that I don't connect in and acknowledge them. And it doesn't feel like it's a duty-bound thing either. I just say, wow, I'm really happy today. Thank you. Or at the moment, my little teddy, he's got a tiny little cancer lump. And I just acknowledge Archangel Raphael and say to him, just keep a lookout. Don't let it grow. Help me. Even down to the parking angels. You've most probably heard this if you listen to mediums. If you're running late or you think, oh, my God, I'm going to somewhere that's so rubbish for bargain. And they just deliver. And I love that. I love the fact that I live in magic. And so part of what drives me is wanting to spread this and share this with you beautiful people out there. I am so humbled, humbled that people from around the whole of the world email me, message me and ask me for my support or tell me how much I've helped them. They ask me about all sorts of esoteric questions, hoping that I'll give them the answer. And yes, I do have a lot to tell you. I have lots of knowledge concerning heaven, the archangels, the spirit world, spirit guides. I've been up to heaven so many times. I've seen all the layers of energy. And then when I come back down, I question it because I'm not someone that believes in everything fluffy and nice and think, yes, it's the spirit world. Hallelujah. Oh, no, no, no. Because you've got to remember, I spent 20 years as a police officer. And so I do look into things and I think, well, you need to prove it to me, loves, because I need that proof so that I can then give it to you guys. And they do it. So perhaps if I go up and I have a session in heaven, I'll come back down and I'll say, show me a sign. I get a feather, drop out the ceiling in my bedroom and land on my shoulder, which is totally impossible. I'll perhaps go out in the car and then a big angel in a, in a picture will be right in front of me. I remember speaking with Archangel Michael, who took me to the cherubim chamber once. And then as soon as I came down from that meditation, I walked across to the park and someone shouted, Michael, Michael, come here. And then literally a minute later, Angel, come on, baby. And so it was someone calling the dog Angel. And so these synchronicities and signs just help you to get through everything, whether it's tribulations in life, whether it's grief, losing a loved one, losing a pet, even losing a job, losing your home, whatever it is. So if I get the people listening to me and asking these questions and interacting with me, it just fuels me to do more and more to help you. That's exactly what I feel I'm here for, is to help you. It feels wonderful just seeing people grow. There's people from Australia recently. I say people. There's about four or five that have been emailing. Oh, in America and Canada. Then the main people, obviously as well as the UK, that have said, you've given me a reason to go forward and do things. You've given me a drive to go forward. I am now seeing what you're talking about. I see the synchronicity. I see the signs. And that makes my heart sing. So even if I reach just one of you in one of these podcast sessions, I will be so elated. 
because this is what it's all about. It's giving you a hand to a different dimension. It's reconnecting you to something that you actually were born into. But society, life and humanity pulled you away from plugging that back in again. So I'm here to help plug you back in, to let you know that the universe has your back. The angels are just waiting with bated breath to come in and help you. Your dad in the spirit world is sitting right next to you. You've got no clue because you're too worried about your bills. I'm going to explore everything I possibly can with you to help you wake, wake up to everything that is available to you. Celestial beings. We're even going to talk about extraterrestrials. We're going to talk about so much stuff. And I've got to know so many wonderful, amazing, interesting human beings on this earth plane who I will be inviting along later on in the shows. We're going to give you everything you possibly need. I'm going to give you every single tool in your spiritual utility belt to help you lead a lot better human experience while you're down here. And that's exactly what this is. We are spirit encased in this meat suit, which I call it, to walk around this earth plane. Just see it as this. Perhaps let's do diving because I love diving when I can anyway. But I've always loved diving. I love the sea. I am a sea baby. And if you do, it's mostly because you're an empath or you're spiritual because water is the natural conduit to the spirit world. A bit like electricity and metal. And so when I'm in the water, I feel like I'm almost in the spirit world. There's nothing but me, my little bubbles and just the fish and the life around me. But how do I get down into that atmosphere? I have to wear tanks. I have to wear breathe through a regulator i have to wear a bcd which is the inflatable jacket that we wear i have to wear a wetsuit because obviously it's going to be a bit colder and i need fins so that i can fin myself through the water so i have to put this equipment on me to get into that different atmosphere and that's exactly what we have to do as spirit beings we have to don a meat suit i don't even ask me why i chose this one don't even ask me don't even email me or even comment on it <laughs> Hello, my darlings. Your wish is my command, and most of your wishes come out in fruition at my shop at nickyallen.co.uk. I think about what you may need to help your spiritual development. So I have a 10-hour tarot course for you, QR tarot cards, where you can just ding the back of those cards and get the definitions. I have a multitude of guided meditations to help you get up to the different frequencies, whether it's the angel realms or it's heaven or you even want to visit a pet. I also have got some wonderful books there that I really hope you'll enjoy. And there's much more, so just go on over and have a look. And please, if you're enjoying these podcasts, it would be really gorgeous if you could leave us a wonderful review just to let us know that you're enjoying the content. We have these meat suits that we have to don to come into this atmosphere for our human existence, our human experience. And when we come down here, some of us remain plugged in. So obviously, me as a child, I was plugged in right from the beginning. I was seeing heaven when I was like three, four, five. In fact, I remember one of the things I was completely obsessed with as a child was one, talking into a mirror, pretending I was being interviewed, which is what I do now. All <laughs> over the world, I do podcasts and radio interviews. And I can talk for England, Scotland, Wales, almost probably the whole world and the universe and the angel realms. And the second one was, is that I knew that I was never alone. And it's, it's just a lovely feeling to have that. 
I knew that I was never alone. And I felt that there was some importance I had to impart. But the material need was being a police officer. Perhaps I needed that to understand humans, raw emotion, grief. I was obsessed in being a copper, absolutely obsessed. To the extent I used to have Cindy dolls and I used to hold them in cells and interview them. I used to run murder investigation offices and my brother and sister, poor little things, were my little detectives running off and doing jobs for me. It's incredible. You can learn a lot from your childhood when you look back because normally just your natural instincts back then are who you really are. It's just society, family, peers, schooling, society that change you to someone that you're not. And that's where the plug comes unplugged. That's where you lose that connection with the universe, the spirit world, the angel realms. And sometimes something really, really major, like a loss or something that happens in your life, which I refer to as a tower moment, which comes from the tarot. A tower moment happens and perhaps you then replug in because you need to, because you're so lost. You replug in just naturally because you just feel an itch you can't scratch and you walk into a spiritualist church or you listen to someone like me who assists you in finding yourself right back, going back to source. Because the most important thing to remember is, is that we are literally leading a tiny little life down here. Even though it feels gargantuan, we are living a tiny speck, a tiny speck, perhaps a little salt speck in an ocean of immortality. Our souls are the ocean. That salt speck is one human existence. And I don't want to belittle humanity. I don't want to belittle your life down here. But the reality is, is that this is just one experience of many that your soul has been through. Most people that will be attracted to this podcast will be old souls that have had the worst, hardest lives. And you know why we have that? Because the older our souls become, the harder we want our experiences to be down here. So the young souls that have just been created, I don't even know. Oh, I've had this so many times. So many people say to me, where do souls come from? How are they created? I have got no clue. I keep trying to ask and all I get is just this ebbing flow of energy and then this soul cluster pops out. We will talk about soul clusters another time. And so I don't know where they come from. But the young souls are the people that come down here. I don't know if you ever remember, and I was so disgusted with it. I remember an armed robber in Essex. Because <laughs> you can most probably tell from my dulcet tones I come from Essex. I'm an Essex girl living in Devon. And I remember this armed robber winning the lottery, thinking, what the hell is wrong with that picture? A really nasty, you know, evil, crime-committing man won the lottery. It's like, what's that about? And now people just suddenly become famous overnight and have everything they possibly want materially. I used to think there was value to that, people being rich, having what they wanted, being material and being famous and having all the luxury. But then I realised as I obviously plugged back into the universe and started listening to my guides, and you'll hear a lot from them, believe me. And I plugged in and they said, well, it's, it's a young soul. Young souls, when they go back up to heaven crave material energy they they still crave what it feels like to get things and and enjoy things on a human level because they haven't expanded their knowledge they haven't expanded their soul 
So them winning the lottery or being famous or everybody loving them and, you know, them having issues, it doesn't matter. Because everybody loves me and I've got loads of money. So they're normally the young souls. And normally, I, try, I kind of get this from when I've looked at Universal Flow. They don't last very long down here. Look at people like Elvis. Look at people that, you know, like Holly. Oh, what's his name? Buddy Holly. You know, look at all of these famous pop stars and rock stars and actresses that die and act actors die really quick and tragically. Boom, they're gone. How many has that happened to? And initially, I sent this up once. I sent this up and I said to Julianis, you'll hear a lot about him. He's my main soul guide. I'll also tell you how I met him, actually. That's another good one. We both had a previous life in Trastevere, Rome. And I said to him, you know, it's like they're signing their soul to the devil, you know. Oh, make me famous, but take me up when I'm 30. He said, not at all. He said, we can't waste time with the young souls. We need them to have many, many lives so we can at least get them to a level where they start understanding humanity. Because if we don't, then things will go considerably wrong and I think what he meant by that is if they kept them down here too long to impose and impress their material needs and their thoughts and their processes perhaps we would turn humanity into what it is now which is very much money orientated material orientated power orientated I don't really want to get too deep into that but do you know where I'm coming from with that you know it just seems all so claustrophobic at the moment that's the word Claustro I feel claustrophobic that's why I don't watch the news anymore I don't listen to it I'm really not interested because I just watching the fat cats do their thing but the Schumann residence is going to change that and I will talk about that on a later podcast so these young souls go up and as they get older and older they start to realize that they can gain more ascension more knowledge with their soul cluster family by coming down and having bigger experiences, perhaps more tougher incarnations. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I I don't believe, I know we have previous lives. I've gone and proved it. I've been there and done it again for another time. So as we get older, we create these longer and harder paths. And this is the biggest thing, is that I remember the first time this ever happened to me. I was sitting with um, a lady, very gifted medium, who was doing a trance session and she was channeling her guide through. And I was still in a wheelchair at the time. Um, and I went, uh, sat in front of her, I was in the audience and I hated everything still then. And I thought the spirit was a load of old pants. And so um, I remember talking to him saying, why do people get pain? Why do they get illness? Why do they have such bad lives? Blah, 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 blah. And he said to me, well, I don't know why you're asking that. You should know you're an old soul. I said, well, I don't actually. He goes, well, you chose this experience. I was raging. I was raging. What do you mean I chose this experience? Well, I chose to lose the love of my life, my job as a detective, by getting my back ripped open by lifting a dead body up. And I chose then to have a road accident when I was at the top of my field, top of my industry, just about to tour Australia and America. I don't think so. And that put me on another set of hay. And the thing is, is that I now smile because I get thousands of emails, right, a year from people saying, oh, really? So I asked for this experience, did I? And some of those experiences have been pretty tragic and horrific. The answer is yes, you did to a certain extent. The problem is because you've unplugged when you've been born and you've gone into whatever's happened, you don't realise that it's part of your life plan. You don't realise that part of your path is to have this experience. For you to then go up and say, wow, I really am ascending our soul here. 
what's the point of soul ascension though i hear you say what is soul ascension all about what is the point of us living what is the point of us incarnating that's for you to ask yourself however i have asked it many times many times because again i'm humbled enough to hear from people around the world some of the stories they tell me i've had no idea how they've survived it no idea at all some of the things you share with me is just beyond anything i could possibly imagine the pain the trauma and sometimes as a human i think why you know they say why does god take young children why does god do this why does why are we blaming something that really is just an essential source of where we come from again this is going to come in a later podcast as well i have sat with god and you're going to think oh right i'm going to turn right off now what is she talking about i've been taken to the source i've been taken to the source of the universe and that again is for another podcast but it was incredible and it, it gave me the knowledge i needed to impart with you and it is true that because we become unplugged from where we are from source heaven whatever you want to call it we forget. We forget our life plans. We forget what we chose to do. We forget how old our soul is. And we just live a human ego-based life in that frequency. And that's where it all starts to go wrong for us. So people like me are there to kick you up the bum and remind you that you are part of a bigger picture, a bigger picture that you possibly couldn't imagine unless you just try to gauge a bit of it. And in my next session, I will be talking about this. I will talk about what happens when we die and what happens to our soul. But I just want to say to you now that when we're down here, we do remain unplugged. And I have already said that I will try and plug you back in so your conscious is aware of how to handle and perhaps how to ease your path, your path down here. By connecting with your guides more, by meditating, by raising your vibration, you'll find all tribulations and trolls so much easier. Just recently, I lost love of my life, my darling Mia, my fur baby, which, again, if you follow me, you'll know about. And, of course, we grieve on a human essence. And, my God, have I grieved because she, she literally kept me company with Teddy while I was in bed for five years. And, my God, it's been really hard, really hard. But I knew I was going to lose one of them this year. I honestly thought it would be Teddy. She's 16 now. She was 12. But what I did... What I did, which was marvellous, and this is something that I'm going to be able to help you with, is I pictured where she was. It's a bit like you thinking, oh, my, you know, my friend's on holiday or my brother's just gone on holiday. One of his landed yet. And that's exactly what I did with my Mia. I said to her, darling, just as she was passing, asking Archangel Ariel, Archangel of the Animal Kingdom, Archangel Azrael presides over our deaths and takes us up. I just said, let Mina, which was my old dog, come and get her, please. And please, darling, let me know when you're safe in heaven. Now, if you remember, if you were paying attention at the beginning of the podcast, I said about the two-day rule, all of my family, friends, pets, always come down after 48 hours to let me know they're okay. This was no exception. She passed on the 6th of May, which I'll never forget because it's a coronation day. And on the 8th of May, um, my partner, Darren, said to me, come on, we need to just drive out because you just need to get out of this house because I was just beside myself. And straight in front of me, she was called Mia Moo. That was her, that was her um, a little nickname. And she basically came up into my head when we were driving over the Tamar Bridge going into Cornwall. 
And I said, darling, if you truly are at home, because I think I've just seen you with my with my nan, can you please just let me know it's you? And this car cuts us up. And what does the number plate say? M eight six six Moo. Six six is about being in a safe place. Numerology in angel terms is about going through something and finally landing where you are the other side. And I thought, oh my God, that is ridiculous. And I said, am I right then? Are you with Nanny? My nan's name is Eva. And the next car we saw had Eva written on it. Just simple things like that gave me such a surge of happiness and hope. And I knew she was safe and I knew she was home and I knew she was with my nan. So this sort of thing is what I'm going to try and help you to do. I'm going to help you try to realise that you need to plug yourself back in and to be aware and to make things so much easier. Because unfortunately, most of you, most probably 90% of you that will be listening to this are old souls. And you are going through some hells, hells of obstacles. I'm telling you that now. But you know what? It's doable. Once you learn the whole picture and you start following along with me, I'll take you on a massive, massive journey of acknowledgement, realisation, reflection, education, And I'll do everything I can to help ease your passage on the earth plane. I think that's what I'm here to do. Initially, I thought it was for me to prove the afterlife, which I did. I did for, I started doing readings when I was 21. And I proved the afterlife time and time again, thousands and thousands of time over. And I thought that's all I was here for. But no, my dad actually visited me just after my road accident. Again, another spoiler for my book. And he told me, you're going to be working in such a different way. He goes, completely different. And I thought, what is he talking about? He said, you're so deeper, so much more on a global aspect. You're going to be dealing with stuff that you never thought you would be. And he's totally, totally right. And do you know what? I've been quite serious for quite a long time now, haven't I? But that's how I go. I just I kind of get into this energy where I just let it flow and I just let them do the talking. I almost sometimes think that someone's just sitting in my ear whispering away, just like they did when they wrote my books and the current book I'm writing. I just think someone just chats away in my ear and I type out what they say. So it's a privilege and an honour for me to be working for such amazing bosses. And I will literally just go with the flow on every single podcast. I never know what's going to come out. I didn't then. And it's so beautiful and it's organic. And that's what I love about how I work with those beautiful beings in those celestial planes. So let me plug you back in. Let me help you on your earth path. Let me help you answer the questions you need to know. And let's just take this together. Let me take your hand and let's just walk through every podcast and learn more and more about who we are, how we can help ourselves and what it's really all about. It's the biggest question known to mankind. What happens when we die? Is there an afterlife? Is there a utopia? Do we meet with our loved ones again? The answer is categorically yes. I'm not here to prove anything to the sceptics. I'm not here to give you false fairy tale stories because one of the things that people have branded me with over these years is keeping it real. And that's what I do. So what's and all, I'm going to grab hold of you. We're going to plug ourselves in and have the best time ever on the beautiful ride that is Nikki Allen and me taking you to the places where you never even thought you could even begin to exist in. But you have. You've been there. You've been up in heaven. You've been back down. You've been up again. 
And I'm just going to give it to you layman's terms. I'm not going to get too deep. I'm not going to get it, make it too heavy because I switch off when people start talking about all these fancy words that they use. I'm going to keep it real with you. And I'm going to take you through this one step at a time. And we're going to have some fun doing it. And I think the best, best way to start in the next podcast will be what happens when we die. I literally had my uncle pass over in Spain and my auntie was distraught. And I thought, Do you know what? I've signed these Acacia records. Oh, there's another podcast. I've signed the Book of Souls and I was told by Metatron, Archangel Metatron, that I could look at any soul. And I did. I thought, I'm going to have a look and see where my uncle is. And I did. And that's how I found out what happens to our soul as soon as our physical body dies. So if you're interested in that, my next podcast will be what happens when we die straight after physical death. Until the next time, darlings, think good things, create good things, and those good things will just keep coming way back, way back again, a hundredfold. Take care until the next time. Bye.